Hi everyone, welcome back to the HSC Network podcast. This week we're joined by Ben Henderson, who's going to take us through his talk on why micro-learning is so important. Well, thanks, Paul. Um, thanks for the introduction there, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get that advert uh, if, it, if it wasn't working um, over to everyone uh, through, uh, through our booth, through our virtual booth. Um, so hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, maybe for those of you further east, it's really nice to meet you all. My name is Ben Henderson and I'm a product solutions team lead here at Intellex. Now what that basically means is that I, on a day-to-day basis, speak with people like yourselves. I try and understand what your strategies and your goals are. And I see if uh, IT um, technology solution can assist you in meeting those. I'm gonna be honest up front here. Um, and, and really, I don't consider myself a particularly training specialist. I've never worked in that kind of field of learning and development, but I've kind of spent many years as a consultant. I've run many training programs across the globe, and I've been involved implementing a variety of business change activities pretty much since learning leaving school. So hopefully I can shed a kind of some light on, on this topic and these, these new topics that I'll hopefully be introducing to you today. We've got about 30 minutes in this session and I, and I hope to kind of keep it to about 25. I'll probably have to rattle on a, a quite a clip here, um, but, but please keep the questions coming through the, the chat. We'll, we'll spend some time at the end to, to go through those. And firstly, we're gonna start on getting to Getting onto the same page, really, we're going to we're going to kind of define what learning is, and then we'll dig into why it's important. We'll look at the benefits of the different approaches that I'm going to introduce, and then we'll wrap up with with some examples, hopefully, of of how I'm seeing organisations use these approaches more and, as more and more people kind of return to to the office after this kind of this pandemic that we're going through, and and, and that's uh, the timing of that is different for for absolutely everyone. So conscious of that, but hopefully at some point um, that wave will, will certainly happen, um, kind of into into 2021. So let's move um, move into into kind of defining learning and understanding why it's important. Um, and according to a, a report by the World Economic Forum, which interviewed chief HR and, and strategy officers from leading global employers, there's a major shift in the workforce in regards to how the workforce needs to respond to their work going forward. We've seen it in the last five years. There's a shift from an emphasis on coordinating with others and active listening to things like critical thinking and emotional intelligence. So when we think about learning as in an environment like an ongoing pandemic that we're in at the moment, for most of us, we still need to learn how to do our work and how our employees need to contribute. As I think about what learning is and why it's important, there's really four main objectives that come to mind. Firstly, effective learning fuels organizational success. So simply put, I guess the the more capable our organization is, the better it performs, providing it's allowed to. You know, there's quantifiable ROI to be achieved and the best performing safety performers we've seen have a direct solid line relationship with their learning and development counterparts and it works really well. Secondly, you need to improve or learning improves that staff morale. You know, besides just Improving performance, as I've talked about, employees that possess the necessary skills and feel comfortable to do their job 
are generally more satisfied, they're more motivated, productive, and experience less work-related stress. With good training, you increase participation in your safety management system. You promote the idea of this kind of partnership that no doubt will kind of come through as in this conference as we go through. I've already seen elements of that in, in the first session that we had with Teresa, Ben, Lisa and Richard, where they, they really kind of discussed trust and getting that partnership. And I think, you know, that's absolutely key to this. Thirdly, training gives both the latest information to your team and they can take advantage of, of effectively the best information that supports the mission. As you develop new skills and increase the ability of the workforce, it allows you to stretch the work system much further. And the fourth and final thing here really is a, a trained, trained employees have the necessary knowledge to brainstorm with other colleagues who are trained. They come up with in, innovative, you never say that, innovative, innovative ideas and ways to gain an edge in how work is performed. And it gives them that kind of commonality. It gives them something to discuss. It gives them that kind of um, ability to come together and work more efficiently. So in short, training gives you and your organization more chances to succeed. So what makes the, the two differences between macro and micro? And it's very difficult to get those two kind of um, mixed up to say them interchangeably. I'll try not to, but, uh, but bear with me if I do, because they are so similar. So macro learning continues to be that bedrock of a corporate learning strategy. It gives instructional designers the creative license to build course content that meets the needs of individuals and corporations. It gives a lot of freedom to chunk up content into related groupings to engage the learners. Oops, always go forward. Um, gone forward one too many, there we go. Um, is that the right slide? Yeah, that's the right slide. It gives them, as I say, what I think what we've got to do is think about how we, we normally do safety training as, as safety practitioners and you know, whether it's confined space training, whether it's lockout, tagout, fire safety, you know, if you saw me in front of a class, there's probably an expectation I was going to cover a, a chunk topic related to EHS. And we also find this type of learning used on complex subjects. So as a trainer, macro learning really lets me or, or lets me offer the most in-depth learning experience to the user. You know, and, that, and that's really the key thing here. Average employees, if we think about them, they, they move through a learning curve. Um, from month to month, from day to day, the curve when they when they join and start a new uh, company is, is often quite steep. And then, you know, research has showed that as they're, they're kind of transitioning um, jobs or they're taking on new roles. It continues up that kind of steep curve, but then it starts to kind of flatten out somewhat. Um, the the amount of learning that they need might not be as much, um, but they want to become experts. They want references, they want support, they want quick answers to expert questions, and we need to account for that. Research has also shown that learners forget about 70% of what they learn within the first 24 hours of learning it. That number jumps to an incredible 90% after just one week. But by systematically boosting training in the form of quiz questions, memory stimulation methods, in those days and weeks following that formal training session, then you can improve your employees' retention of what they have learned in that kind of classroom 
based training that we've talked about. So how is that different from micro-learning? Well, micro-learning is, is really this term that, are, that we've coined that allows employees to participate in training activities virtually anytime, anywhere, using a large array of devices. And I think it's really benef beneficial in, in specific circumstances, and, and that's key, specific circumstances. When practices needed to gain proficiency, like how do I need to think about this, or how do I do this, demonstrate this, or that type of thing, then it's really, you know, a, a perfect, perfect kind of, um, uh, I guess, response to that. So microlearning is brief. It's bite-sized. It's chunks. It's, it's delivered in chunks over time. It seems kind of simple, um, and, and it appears just about in every definition of microlearning is this simple, but they're, they're actually deceptively simple. In reality, they represent a systematic change in how we think about every component of our own organization's learning enterprise, which sounds like, oh my God, how are we going to take this on? Microlearning changes the way that we approach analysis. You know, how do we, how do we look at these needs? Design, you know, how do we, how do we want this to look like? Are we going to build a tweet? Are we going to build a post? Is this a video, and uh, an infographic? Um, how we develop these things as well. So how many things do we want them to know about? You know, how big is this topic? Through implementation, how are we going to get this to them in the right form, in the right place where they are? And then evaluation and feedback. You know, did it work? Is it right for that person that we sent it out to. You know, all of these things are absolutely the slightly different ways that we need to approach micro-learning. And this means that we need to master new technologies to give our learners a con concentrated experience in a simple, timely, and cost-effective way and forces our learning and development professionals, our, potentially our HR team, to rethink also who their clients really are. And even what their own job should really be. But I'm not going to go down that line. That's a topic for uh, certainly another day. So putting them side by side, if the primary definition of micro and macro learning is by means of exclusion, meaning I'm leaving one and I'm doing the other, then, then that's not at all correct. I love being in a classroom. I've spent hours in a classroom and there's absolutely purpose for doing so. There's differences in application that help us understand where one works better than the other. Macro learning is that formal training we recognize from our general education, the world of the classroom. Macro learning often involves instructors and coaches and mentors and big books and those types of things. Information and knowledge is generally delivered over a period of time. In many cases, yes, you might be sitting in an exam, you might have some coursework to do um, and those types of things. Micro-learning, well, that's important because of the need for flexibility, personalization, a, a kind of on-demand approach to the, to the learning. The reason why these things are considered important in the modern workplace is because employees need to be able to respond to this fast-changing need of the organization. So I think for me, there's one big change that I see. Today's jobs are more complex and will be increasingly more complex over the next decade. Jobs will require employees to retain a huge volume of working knowledge. 
we also see what's happened because of a crisis. COVID-19 has pushed some people home. That says my home. <laughs> some stayed on the front line, but alone. Some working different jobs with fewer people, maybe less experienced people. Simply, we may not even have a classroom or the resources to even support learning in our organizations. Now, my thoughts are that this is changing so fast that it's no longer possible to simply teach by doing classroom courses alone. We ran into this issue in the 90s with our introduction of the e-learning, and we began to use computer learning to supplement those classroom-based tra training sessions as a bit of a stopgap to save time and, and resources and to have, you know, get those get those kind of condensed sessions still available. But they've got a hugely long development cycle and lose relevance quickly. Who's maintaining them? Who's keeping on top of them? It's not like you can just quickly slot a slide out and put one back in. They're often made up of videos and quizzes and lots and lots of content. And there's not a hard and fast rule that says e-learning is not viable. I mean, that's not, not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying that you really need to stay on top of your e-learning plan and make sure your content is relevant and meets the needs of the employees. But micro-learning doesn't simply get your training across in this busy world. It also offers the learning and development organization a new operating model, which makes it possible at last to both drive business results and demonstrate them to business leaders. Our old familiar work environment has vanished. It's transformed along with the accelerated pattern of our lives. What caused it and how we can conceptualize this new world we lived in is, is, is really the question, I guess. So there's a, a bit of a kind of um, chart of, of what we're really kind of um, looking through from a kind of time perspective. And the 4.0 down there at the bottom really is that reference to industry 4.0, which is a term describing the kind of fourth industrial revolution. Um, the internet of things, cloud computing, and those types of things, de delivering automotion and and, and all you know, new capabilities to, to many in industries. And we've seen a generational shift recently too. So millennials are now the largest generation in the workforce. They have different assumptions and expectations around work. They are notably more tech savvy. They view technology as a solution to many workplace challenges. Technology also helps define millennials in their personal lives. Mostly they rely on social media and Nearly all have a close physical and psychological connection with their smartphone. Mine's just there. It's not never far away, although I'm not a millennial, but it's not, you know, I'm not far off. <laughs> they expect their workplaces to accommodate their highly positive views of technology. Um, and that's something that we need to, to get to grips with. Our attention spans are also changing. Let me just build out this this here, and as you can see, you know this is a research this is a research study there by um, the Learning Architect, and their study showed that in 1999 the average attention span to learners was 12 minutes. Um, in, in 2009 it shrunk down to five minutes, and since the that paper was published before 2020, we don't really have a kind of an idea, but I, I'm sure you can guess uh, what that would be. It's certainly um, I, I would say a huge amount less. I think the one thing I would say is that attention is complex. I'm not sure we can have a kind of a set number of minutes to totally capture someone's attention, or for that matter, to lose them. Some, some of you kind of, I remember the, 
the study that Microsoft brought out. Um, and it was this big infographic that showed our attention span at 12 seconds in the year 2000, eight seconds in 2013, which they kind of related to a goldfish as well. Um, now, what you believe is true, you know, that's that's up to you. But, I, you know, I, I think the um, the limited amount of time to gain and, and keep attention during learning is key. Um, and there are internal and external competing things for that, that are keep competing for our attention, I should say. If you're in my home, you'd be competing with smartphones, just showed you, um, tablets, that's Twitter, we've got Alexas all around, I probably shouldn't say that too loud. Um, and that's, you know, the biggest consideration here, uh, you know, it's how do we motivate people? Um, you know, why are they coming to our content? If it's something that's required of them, you know, compliance training for their job, for example, how can you make it interesting to them to understand? When I'm with a group, there's often one thing I like to hear. Ben's a great storyteller, and he uses real-life examples to get his point across. And if I hear that, I think, great, I'm doing my job. And if I'm teaching a compliance subject, for example, I'm probably going to use real-life scenarios to make it interesting, relevant, and engaging. Um, try and hopefully get some fun in there, too. Uh, usually goes down pretty well. In the midst of a pandemic, you probably have a lot of interest in protection. But I'd also say that you have those that are, don't seem overly interested, perhaps a little skeptical, too. Now, I'm a huge Welsh rugby fan. Bear with me here. <laughs> and can spend hours watching games and stay focused for the entire time. My wife hates it, but she loves to read books and can spend an entire afternoon in a novel. Now, my nephew, he seems to spend pretty much every waking hour playing Fortnite. And I guess the takeaway here is that we stay focused on things that we're interested in or invested in. So how do we establish learning that, for example, um, Social distancing is a value that wearing a face mask or washing your hands is a protective measure you, you must follow, you want to follow. In this era of what seems to be competing priorities with limited attention capture. Well, we need to look at technology, how technology is changing learning. For trainers, well, content's fragmented. When content is fragmented and inconsistent, its ability to generate performance is diminished and to break through, it's just diminished. Technology is advancing faster than training can understand and train against. Uh, you know, that, that falls to the kind of keeping things up to date. I mean, you understand your technology changes enough to ensure that there are no safety concerns, but as we get more AI focused in the next 10 years, then that, the answer to that might be a little difference. And there's various platforms how do we deliver content that's accessible to everyone and that's flexible? How do we measure success and that return on investment? You know, it's all, all challenging for learners. They want, you know, as it says there, they've got short skills retention life. You know, we want to learn a lot as organizations grow in complexity. Learners demand a consumer look and feel, and we're, we're adapting to where we spend most of our time, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, our internal intranets, those types of things. Learners are distracted. They lack the attention to be in long training sessions. Why? Well, because they're being trained on a daily basis in bite-sized segments without even really realizing it. And that's what's bringing their attention span down. And, and, and their, their whole philosophy around 
Well, if I can't learn it in a particular time, it's probably not worth my time. Training leads to little real life application. You don't have to venture far to understand what you know more about the subjects we have a lot of interest in. So lockout, tagout, find space, et cetera, probably does not feel very important. So it's up to us to figure out how to deliver in a way that it will break through those, the kind of cracks and, and, and make an impact. So we're gonna look at the benefits of micro learning and then we'll, we'll probably kind of sum everything up towards the end. Then we'll, we'll open for some, some, uh, some questions. So micro learning here is, is better for engagement. That's what we've, we've kind of feel. It's an extension of accepted micromedia, really. It's, it's the modern learner and their use of technology for almost everything, such as banking, shopping, and, and many more. The tech-savvy beings enjoy learning and te when technology is actually involved. So they actually see it as a positive and when it's incorporated into their daily lives in smart ways. And since micro learning uses technology to impart knowledge, they find it easier to learn. It's on the go, as it says there. The micro-learning is so easy to access that you can get it wherever you want, on a mobile device, whatever. It should be available anytime. Continuous flows of information there in the bottom left. You know, the short, frequent nature of micro-learning provides knowledge to employees in moments of need, making them highly accessible and adaptable. And if it's done correctly, meaning associated with previous learnings, they learn in a series of information that ties to each other. And this means that not only will they learn skills that are immediately necessary, but they will retain them better for the future. Top right there, it's easy and quick to understand. And we all know that microlearning is easier to manage because of its brevity. But you know, as a result, microlearning helps organizations train employees at an accelerated pace and in a much more cost-effective manner. Microlearning breaks down each and every learning outcome thereby delivering relevant and to-the-point content. It should be pertinent to daily work activity. With the right on-time support and efficient reinforcement, learners get to polish and hone their skills. Since your company is helping them sharpen their long-term skills, you're also reinforcing their knowledge that you're committed to helping them grow professionally. If multiple employees are using these modules, then you know, they have something to talk about. We mentioned that at the beginning, you know, they're, they're, they're actually in meetings discussing this content. It's, it's delivered to in a way that they, they, they can take that and, and replay it. When knowledge is provided to employees in shorter snippets, it's easier for them to consume, digest, and modern learners want to gain knowledge without having to spend hours on it. That's kind of key. With microlearning, it's the perfect format for this. And as its modules are easy to recall and go back and step forward and go back and see something that you've done earlier, without having to go, flick through a huge manual, it's a lot easier and a lot more accessible. Down the bottom there, Magnify Strengths pulls up outliers. So it keeps them engaged and captures their attention since it's readily available and you know, hopefully fun to engage with. It removes the burden of having to be somewhere so they don't have to kind of go to a classroom there's no particular device is necessary for microlearning. It should be, you know, available on all of the, the kind of devices that are out there. Uh, and we've simply found if you have access through a phone, it works. Each learner is different. They have unique ways of consuming content, retaining information. Microlearning is really a breath of fresh air in this regard. Um, 
learners get the option kind of of how they consume it, whether they want to get it on the go, on their way into work. It really is that kind of on-demand service. I think we all want training to stick, but how do we actually make that happen? And, and perhaps making training as practical and contextual as possible. You know, if if you remember how I've defined microlearning, you, you should not, it shouldn't be generic. It should be very targeted and focused and tailored content to that specific audience. We don't want to overload the learner. We want to stick to short four, five takeaways from each you know, each thing maximum. That's really all, all we want to do. So how do you use it in, in, in returning to work? Um, you know, if you could deliver informative content to your workforce with frequent bite-sized bulletin messages via a mobile device, most of you, I think, would probably do it. Why? Because the better connected and engaged a workforce stays, the better the chance at limiting loss to people products, processes, and the environment. Engaged employees are passionate and eager to perform because they have value for protecting the well-being of the overall work system. Connected workers are shareholders, and they are aware of and understand the corporate goals and support the overall business strategy. Not long ago, at Intellects, we embarked on an idea described as um, Twitter for the EHS professionals. Uh, and briefly, this approach gives um, you the ability to communicate and train the workforce using short, concise messages, all within the platform or, or a platform and designed to deliver information in fewer than 280 characters. And in this time of COVID-19, we, we've really seen a huge uptake in this capability and it's proving invaluable for a lot of our customers. So I just want to summarize before, before questions. There is an absolutely demand from the modern learner. They want convenience. They want personalization. They want to be, the, the content to be focused on kind of learning transfer. They want, well, there is this learner fatigue and frustration when too many learning options and training activities are being pushed, employees may suffer what's known as learning fatigue, a bit like some of us are getting Zoom fatigue. And so how do you cut through that? How do you, how do you kind of um, get cut through that so that your message sticks? We're also still in this busy work environment and, and the landscape is constantly evolving at the moment. Our workforces are, are pressed to do more with less and micro, micro learning really does support this. We've got budget and resource constraints up there on the right-hand side. Um, and study after study tells us training matters. It changes how people do things. It affects the bottom line and has a significant role in the organization's success. Yet training is perpetually underfunded. And uh, if I had a poll, I'd probably throw it up and, and, and see if, if that's something that you're seeing as well. We need to reach more learners. And with COVID-19, well, it's pushed us all out of our normal and, and we're probably in this new normal now. So how do we reach employees that are scattered, working alone, maybe different work shifts or even at home? Um, something we've absolutely got to, got to kind of um, get, a, get to grips with. And I think finally, and I'll end this, is, is we need to use micro learning in our application. So, sorry, I think we need to use um, micro learning and in our application, we're working with clients to use bulletins to increase leadership opportunities and to promote value. 
Leadership communication around COVID-19 is an essential part of building alignment and executing strategy in this whole returning to work. It would be a mistake to believe that bulletins are all that's needed to achieve employee engagement or connections. They are certainly not. However, they are supportive as you work to return your organization to work. Think of bulletins as a smart way to micro your macro and extend deeper learning. Um, and with that, I'll probably pass it uh, back there to Paul to see if uh, if he's got any questions coming through there. I know we've got a, probably a minute or so, or maybe I've even gone over, but uh, we can uh, perhaps take it back, see if any questions are coming through. Yeah, I mean, let's hope you didn't lose people on the Welsh rugby fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering whether I should throw that in or not. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, we've got some time. Um, so Joe Large, micro-learning good for teaching people what to do or what not to do at the time of need, but to really change behaviours and culture, people often uh, need to understand why, uh, which often requires a deeper dive. Um, Matthias Berglund, how do you show the why then? So uh, just in debate with Joe Large, um, going deeper in theory or showing real examples, maybe placing people in real life scenarios to illustrate the why. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, good, all good topics. And, and and I think the key thing is is how it's set up. Uh, you know, you, this isn't a one size fits all. I think that they work in harmony. The the, the macro learning sets up with the reinforcement coming through micro learning and those small little bits that you get um, after perhaps you've been set up with the why and the knowledge and all of that information. And I'm conscious there was a ton of knowledge I threw at people there as well. So it's, uh, you know, appreciate the questions and, and the good discussions coming through. I think you did a great job, you know, within 30 minutes, um, <laughs> you covered so you well, you did, uh, you, you know, it's such an advanced uh, program that uh, you know it's great how you compartmentalized everything into a 30 minute presentation so well done Ben um, Steve Howells good to see you Steve uh, micro learning has certainly earned its place during the last 10 months yeah. and is more manageable for busy people and certainly more uh, palatable than days in a classroom although I also think the method has its place my team and I are working on ways through the new acre frameworks pods looking at the development of non-technical uh, skills so important so yeah um couldn't agree uh, more mr large replying to mateus i think it requires real real safe scenarios in a safe environment where what goes right or what goes wrong can be explored the exploration then leads in the theory of why um and then finally uh Teresa, great presentation ben thanks very much so um yeah some great engagement and uh wonderful viewers um you know 50 plus uh, viewers so thanks to everybody uh for watching and uh yeah ben thank you so much it was a really cracking presentation thoroughly enjoyable Great. Well, thank you for having me. I'll be back on, on Thursday with um, Scott, who's our practice lead for EHS, and, and we'll be introducing technology. Um, so I'll see you then, but I'll be uh, in the chat in the meantime. <laughs>